Hello and welcome back to Jungle Jams, the place where we only play tribal noises and jungle music. You tuned into the wrong place. <laughs> Not what you expected. Welcome back. Going Jack. Episode four. It's Wednesday night. It's quarter to ten. And we both want to go to bed. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> this podcast I'm allowed, it keeps you up the all hours of the morning. Just saying. I mean, if people didn't enjoy it so much, I'd just bin it off. Got to give the people what they want. Um, but yes, welcome back. Week four. Episode four. You're not as excited. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Are you having fun? I'm having loads of fun. You're not as excited this week because you didn't shout the episode I'm number. Aware that I'm upstairs, and I think that the walls into the next house are quite thin. So I don't really want to wake up the next door. But I think it's better if next door know what episode we're on. Welcome back to Going Jack Goes Quiet. Uh, here with you until three in the morning. Welcome to the. In. Welcome to the Going Jack uh, ASMR podcast with uh, Richard and Ruben until early hours of uh, Thursday morning. I don't like doing that. That makes me feel weird. Uh, this week, I'm going to eat a peach. Have you ever seen those? You know those like uh, ASMR things where they just eat fruit or food? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's my trigger. It's my trigger. I remember watching one where um, there was a guy from like... I don't know, he's from somewhere in the country, like in Northern Ireland, and he, he just ate bags of potato crisps as ASMR. That's the most Northern Irish thing I've ever heard. And he was just like, so today uh, I'm going to be eating uh, a nice packet of uh, cheese and onion, potato, really close to the microphone, and uh, it's, it's going to be lovely. Uh, here we go, pack of cheese and onion, and then we just chomp, and I saw this on Twitter like a couple of years ago, and it's, it's stayed with me ever since. If you wanted to torture me, if somebody, if for some unknown reason, I had information that somebody wanted out of me, all they would have to do is sit somebody down next to me and eat an apple, and I would tell you anything you wanted. You could have all the information. If I hear somebody eating loudly, I will commit murder. And if you force me to... On next week's podcast, I will eat an apple really close to my microphone to reveal Richard's greatest secret. I will be sick. We were in work. We did a, a course at work last week about like conflict resolution within challenging behaviour. And the first question, the guy went, so uh, what's your trigger? And I was going to say, eating loudly, or like three other people went, eating, eating loudly really winds me up. And I thought, flipping... There must be more than one of us. So if you're somebody that hates loud, either loud eaters or people that whose mothers never taught them how to chew, let us know at www.goingjackpodcast2020.hotmail. And we will receive those messages when we create that website. But for now, here's the intro. <laughs> So episode four, thanks for tuning in. Um, All five of you. <laughs> well, I feel like there's more than five. There I haven't looked. I actually haven't looked at the analytics in quite a while, um, just because work's been a bit mental. But let's see what we're at. So last week's episode has twenty-eight plays. The first week That's has one hundred and seven. <laughs> That's just us, like Me? listening to. Back to back to back. Excuse me. I just had some food as well, so I'm going to be burping into yonder mic. The Gone Gas podcast. Well, the question has to be asked because it's probably been about five minutes and so far we've talked about everything except movies. Uh, So, Ruben, what have you been watching this week to stop yourself from going, Jack? There it is, the big question. Everybody was waiting to hear. We just thought we'd leave you a while before we gave you that magical question. Uh, This week I have... um, remembered that uh, a wonderful TV show that Netflix brought out a few years ago um, was brought back to our screens in uh, Big Mouth season four Um, now I will play part of the Big Mouth season four trailer and then we'll talk about Big Mouth (laughs) 
right, now that school's asleep, I'm lifeguard coach Steve, which is why my pepperoni nipples are so cooked. They're curling at the edges and filled with oil. Welcome back, bitches. I played a little sombreros. Oh, I have a watch big my song. Oh, so this I'm such a terrible fan of TV shows. I just give up. So uh, Richard did fall off the big mouth bandwagon. I think after season two. Oh, I, 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 I didn't even get like halfway through season two. So big mouth for those for, for those who aren't familiar with big mouth. So big mouth is uh, a show created by Nick Nick Kroll, um, and it's an animated show around several young young teenagers. And uh, their battle with essentially adolescence, um, but it has anything, everything from, as you heard, a very ridiculously uh, stupid school coach to uh, tailor-made hormone monsters to just absolutely outrageous things that I don't think I, I didn't think you were allowed to do on TV. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like Andy Donner as well, and it's so hard to describe. Like, because you can't, you know, like with like films, you can go into like detail about like all these different things. Whereas I find it quite hard to do with like Adidana or Big Mouth yeah. or, or things of that nature. It is quite difficult, but I think that Big Mouth does this beautiful thing where it, it sort of ta- it, it manages to tackle things and also stay relevant. So this season, so over the last few seasons, it's obviously them dealing with like adolescence. So obviously on the boys' side, it's all about obviously, <laughs> should we say, uh, adolescence and you know hormone monsters about um, masturbation and attraction to women, all that sort of fun stuff. And for the women, it's all about getting their first period, all that sort of thing, and how much of a panic it is. And then they just gradually get through. And season two is about, you know, how ashamed you feel during your adolescent period. And it just, it, it honestly just, it just stays relevant. But this season focuses a lot on anxiety in adolescence. Um, and it's actually really, it, it's really funny and it's really outrageous and it's really out there like every other season is. But it's also really good because obviously in what the world we live in at the minute is is filled with, Anxiety especially, anxiety, especially in monks, like teenagers. Um, I thought you said especially in monks. <laughs> monks do That's, get very anxious. I need to go I to sleep. The whole world is filled uh, with anxiety, especially in monks. Uh, shout out to monks if you're listening. <laughs> Keep the spikes up. <laughs> I wait to have uh, our resident next week. You're, you lost it years ago. But yes, oh, uh, if, you, if you wanted to jump into a show that you don't honestly know how the creators got it, you know, actually got Netflix to agree to it. Honestly, I just watch it. You will laugh out loud and you will wonder if you're insane or whether Netflix is insane. And honestly, you'll feel really awkward. I remember when I first watched it, I felt horribly awkward for about the first two episodes and then just started to enjoy it. And it's outrageously funny. There's four seasons on Netflix, and they're only twenty minute episodes, and it's 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 just swell. swell. How many pepperami nipples would you give it out of five? <laughs> I would give it an absolute four pepperami. Nipples four pepperami, and absolute four as well. Like absolute no, four. no, uh, you know, okay. half pepperami nipples. Like this, a full four. No, no holding back on this one. Uh, Yeagers. It's a, it's a show that's it's just very fun to quote as well. Very, I, I would say I was going to maybe crack out an impression there, but I'm not going to do it now. Um, do it, do it. <laughs> you have to do it. Can't say something like that and then do not you, do it. Do you know? Do you know that? Do you remember the old hormone monster, the really old and decrepit one? Oh, I do. <laughs> and he goes, "What are you going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> we all do impressions on this podcast. Terrible <laughs> uh, ones. Uh, you only get one. You get one. Make sure you tune into this episode. You only get one. <laughs> you only um, get one. Get We're really stingy on this podcast. Um, Richard, what have you been watching to stop yourself from going jack this week? Oh, did you finish uh, Country for Old Men actually for a start? The listeners want to know, did you watch the last quarter of the movie you didn't finish? I did. I did. I watched it. I started watching it and then I had to go to, uh, to, go to work. 
So then obviously I couldn't watch it for like four days. Um, and then came back and that was the first thing I did was watch like the last, it, it was disgusting, like 17 minutes left. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually disgraceful. I'm actually a little bit offended. <laughs> I've learned though that this is just how I watch because I'll just put them on. Like some people need to be like, you know, let's sit down and get the companies on. If I've got 25 free minutes, I'll put a film on and just walk away from it. Go and do the Tesco shop and then come back. So Richard likes to leave uh, Oscar-winning movies as background noise. <laughs> oh, when you're doing the dishes, brilliant! <laughs> Nothing like a bit of saving Private Ryan while you're doing your bills. Can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch Schindler's List while doing the Arnhem <laughs> <laughs> with my back to the TV <laughs> while I'm singing. <laughs> Islands in the stream. It's enough. <laughs> Um, I have so well actually you say that but since my last shift I have watched one two three 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 films oh, wow. I've watched uh, yeah well No Country for Old Men doesn't really count but I watched American Gangster oh, what a show. which is a smashing movie it's on Netflix yes it's on Netflix uh, Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington um, based on the true story and Josh Brolin I didn't realise but I just like went from that into what do you call it into I'm, I'm a gangster and I was like oh there's uh, there's flipping Josh Brolin again and then but it follows the like based on a real story of the kind of kind of cat and mouse kind of detective hunt of um I'm gonna try and say it here but I'm terrible with names Frank Lucas the uh that's correct American Kingpin went from that into LA Confidential so there you've got the crossover of Russell Crowe so carried Josh Brolin on from No Country for Old Men then I carried Russell Crowe on into LA Confidential LA Confidential smashing film it's all on Prime um and then today I watched 21 Bridges which and I'm so I'll I'll lay the groundwork now for something that may shock you later. Um but I love this. So it's produced by the Russo it's produced by the Russo brothers and it's their first project after Endgame. So it's their first one that they did together. It is directed by Brian Kirk, I believe, uh who's from Armagh. Um from, from Armagh? I knew you were going to make that joke. I said it and then paused. I don't know if you actually oh, no, saw I, it. I, I didn't mean to make the joke as in Armagh as in mother. I genuinely meant he's from Armagh. He, all right. I was going to say, he's our long-lost brother. Um, so, yeah, so he's from he's from Armagh. Um, and it follows um, a detective. So the whole... Do you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it without spoiling it. But essentially... He gets called to a crime scene, and while he's trying to trying to trying to search for two young cop killers, he kind of quickly starts. I knew the kind of year did with him, and he starts going. There's more to this, <laughs> and he he kind of starts thinking that about the forty five minute mark. Whenever you're going on paper, this movie is almost over, but there's still like forty five minutes left, and. and yeah, it's brilliant. So it's called Twenty One Bridges because there's twenty one bridges. There's twenty one bridges, uh, out in and out of Manhattan. Um, so play the clip and then I'll tell you how many pepperami nipples it's worth. There are twenty one bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. Three rivers, close them. Four tunnels, block them. Stop every train that leaves the island. Amtrak Path, New Jersey Transit, LIRR, Metro North, and loop the subways. Then, we flood the island with blue. Oh, even I would have So, I, I don't know whether this is, I guess, controversial, but, I mean, obviously, Chadwick is a horrible loss. Awful loss. Absolutely. What a talent. But I never really felt like I appreciated him outside of Black Panther. Um, I don't think many of us knew him outside of Black Panther, to be honest. That's kind of the thing, you know. So, like, you know, yes, we all kind of mourned and we all kind of celebrated what he'd done. But there was part of me that was like, I don't really know what his kind of acting chops are. 
I watched this today. I finished it actually tonight because I had to go and do the Tesco shop. Um, I'd like 10 minutes left of it to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, really highly rate Chadwick Boseman as an actor. I'm watching it after whatever finished. I, I was just hit with this like punch in the face that was like, I'm never going to get to see him do anything else. And he's so skinny. Like whenever you're watching it, he's just uncomfortably skinny. And it was filmed, it was brought out in 2019. I suppose, yeah, he would been, I suppose he would have been kind of right in the middle of his kind of treatment. And it's it's mental that I watch it and go, he was just going through cancer. Nobody knew. Kept it so quiet. Oh, excuse me. And yeah, I just, but the whole thing, that scene is they're trying to shut down the island to stop them getting out. So he's like saying, blood the city with blue. Um, but yeah, real, once you've watched it, I'll tell you what it reminds but give it a watch, and your, then we'll kind of chat. Your audio cut out there, mate, a little bit. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so I, I just got just watch it, and that's about all I got out of that. Well, that's fair enough. That's really helpful is to say. Just watch it. Just watch it, and I would give it four pepperoni nipples for sure. No half, no half measures here. <laughs> no half measures here. There's no, no half pepperoni nipples. Uh, there's no half measures being done here. We uh, we do this right. We do it right. Um, have you watched anything else to stop yourself going, Jack? Um, I'm trying to think. I think no. I think that's it. That was kind of the most recent thing that I've watched. Um, but yeah, smashing. Really, kind of got it now because yeah, Chadwick is brilliant in it. Um, and yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of my contribution. Excellent. Well, I think uh, I think we'll move on and do something do something else now. Are you saying it's time for a new segment? I think it's time for a new segment. And guess what, Richard? We have a jingle well, for that. Oh yes. Jingles, jingles, jingles. We love jingles. So, uh, welcome to the next segment. Uh, which celebrity do you think has the biggest pepperoni nipples? <laughs> We send you uh, a survey uh, on... I'm going to call it right now, but this episode is called Pepperami Nipples. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's uh, the, the, the titles the titles write themselves. The titles write themselves. They really do. Well, technically we do with our waffling, but... Uh, That's fair. We do. The titles do write themselves. The titles do write themselves. But yes, uh, we did a segment a couple of weeks ago, um, which was actors, actresses who you feel are underrated or underappreciated or whatever else. Um, we did uh, tackle quite a quite a big name the first time round, um, which was the lovely, the lovely Scarjo. Uh, this week is a little bit, not as grandiose a scale, but it, it is this man in this particular clip. 22 cars. And a boat. Totaled? How did you think about? We didn't sink it. Woosha! Woosha! All right, positive. Thank God no cops died. Negative. I got a police commissioner so far up my ass. If he spits, it's it's coming out of my mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> that is the wonderful Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> so he is your underrated. He is actually he he isn't mine personally. So I actually opened this opened this up to uh, to our seven listeners um, on uh, on Facebook a few weeks ago. Um, a few weeks ago, a few days ago. Um, and this is from uh, this is from James. Uh, he put this man in. Uh, so shout out JT for uh, Joe Pantoliano. So I do honestly think Joe Pantoliano doesn't get the credit he deserves. So Joe Pantoliano, if you think about it, he's been a great character in so many major things. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously in Bad Boys Two, which is the scene that you heard the famous "Woosa" from. Uh, he is also in Memento. 
He is. He is also in the Matrix too, isn't he? He is also in the Matrix. Yeah, he is right. also in uh, The Sopranos as well. Oh, that's uh, right. Who's he in The Sopranos? Ralphie? He is Ralph Cifaretto in The Sopranos. And to be fair, he deserves this recognition enough from his 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 performance as Ralph Cifaretto. Anybody who's watched Sopranos will honestly agree that he is one of the biggest villains and most hateful characters to ever be on TV. Like, honestly, he's, he's I think I hated him. He's evil. He's honestly evil. And <clears throat> the good thing about him is he can go from playing this absolutely vile human being to playing this guy in Bad Boys, who just, he's just he is a bit of another comic relief in that film. Um, but if you think about it, Joe Pantoliano almost falls into that category of, oh, yeah, it's that guy. I think he's, no. bord- he's borderline that, oh, look, it's that guy who's in Bad Boys. Oh, look, it's that guy. I think he's borderline that territory. I think he's that criminally underappreciated, if so, I'm honest. I was going to argue there that, for me, he is that guy. Oh, that's that guy. That's oh, your man. Oh, and look, you know, he's in this. And then I've named his filmography, and you realise that he's, he's he shouldn't be that guy. Well... Yeah, I mean, he's definitely... Yeah, he shouldn't be that guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, There's another actor. Really, you know, that aren't really big, big movies. But for me, he's been in enough. Uh, He's also in uh, the original Daredevil, which, yes, I understand, is an absolutely horrendous film. Um, But he is also in that. Bullseye? No, he's not Colin Farrell's bullseye. A Colin Farrell's bullseye. Who, who's he play? Uh, he plays. I've lost him now. Uh, he plays Ben Urich. He's not a major character. Uh, he's also a voice in Grand Theft Auto Three. As a little. Uh, Is voice, he? A voice over there, yeah. That's quite a. Plays one, that's of, the quite... Plays one of the guys you do missions for in uh, Grand Theft Auto Three. But I mean, we, that's we, quite we, interesting. We, that's quite we, a little Easter egg. Um. You already said that you think he is that guy. I mean, it's hard now to kind of shift out of he's just that guy. Like, he's just, oh, it's your man from such and such. Oh, it's your boy from yada yada. Um, hold on, I'm just going to try and do this so it's not so loud. Um, I know him as the captain from Bad Boys. It's got to be said. And I know him as the villain from the Matrix, but I mean, your your question isn't is he famous? Your question is is he underrated as an actor? And I, I'd be compelled to say yes. I'd be compelled to say I think he is underrated. I think he's a smashing actor. I think he plays a brilliant villain. Um, and I think yeah. I mean, oh man, I've never actually thought about him in that light before. But now that you bring it to me. Criminally underrated would be the phrase I would use. I might have to agree with you, do you know? It's just, he's, he's, he's versatile as well, because again, he plays that different character that you don't know whether to trust or not. Uh-huh. In Memento, which he, he also kind of plays in The Matrix when he plays uh, Cypher. I believe he's called Cypher in The Matrix. Uh, and he's called Teddy in Memento, I believe. Uh, but he plays that character that you don't know wh- who you know whether to trust or not. And he plays that so well, but he plays them both so differently, in my opinion, as well. And then as Captain Howard in Bad Boys, again, different character. Ralphie in Sopranos, again, different character. I think... I think he... he I do sadly think he does fall into the category of... Oh, look, it's that guy from... Bad yeah, Boys, no, I think it's the big one, or The Matrix. He does um, for sure. But I, uh, <clears throat> I, I think he's criminally underrated. Um, if anyone would would care to either agree or disagree, by all means, get get in touch. That's but, so interesting, like just. But yeah, yeah. Uh, much lesser scale this time round. But just well, as, I mean, he's underrated. probably just as probably big. more so. Probably he's in the so. Goonies as well. I didn't know that actually. Didn't know he's in the Goonies. Yeah, apparently so. Um, what else is he in? Oh, he's got. I mean, he's got a good wee 
filmography here. Oh, yeah, oh, man. He's, yeah. He's serious back catalog, but uh, yeah, the the corner we, we we're fighting this week, and we we, we need a uh, need need more recognition for uh, Joe Pantoliano, and just a minute, an absolutely class name as well, Joe Pantoliano. That's, a name. <laughs> That's an absolute name. That um, is. But yeah, I honestly think he's he's criminally underrated, and yeah, I uh, I will I will anyone who thinks he's not, I will I will fight you. <laughs> I, will, I will fight you. But yeah, yes. so fair days, yeah, fair days. Oh yeah, there you go, Mister Pantoliano. Mister Pantoliano, you have the verified tick of uh, being valued by uh, the Go and Jack podcast. <laughs> Hope to have Shout you out on. Joe Pantoliano. Hope to have you on Monday. We'll have you on the week after Taika with TD because he was shouted out first. So well, it's uh, technically it is Jonah Hill first. That's that's very true. It is Jonah Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill got a shout out in week one. Jonah, I'm gonna shout out. I, I just have to get in touch with him to play me in a movie about my life, which is very uneventful. <laughs> Tell your people to call my people. <laughs> um, my microphone is so sensitive right now. Like you're that's because you're sensitive. <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> that's not how you said it. It's what you said. Yeah, no, um, but I think since you're so sensitive, I think it's time that uh, we play the game, Richard. No. All right, okay, so uh, we're going to cut about 10 minutes out of this episode because Richard doesn't want to play a game. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's being a little spoiled brat. But we're going to use this as an opportunity for Richard to gather himself and play the jingle again. So, Richard, so we're going to play a game, and this is a, it's quite a straightforward game. There's not, there's no, <laughs> don't worry, there's no craziness like a porno or porno. It's fairly straightforward. Oh, but porno or porno was so much fun. Yeah, but you've watched them all, so it's no fun with you. Um, they are all on my skybox. <laughs> Who has a skybox these days? What's a skybox? <laughs> it's like having videos now. Do you remember them? Oh, I, I had the Matrix 2 on cassette, and I, I remember like, watching every you night. The, you listen to the soundtrack? Just I? the soundtrack. Just the soundtrack. <laughs> you know me. Love a good soundtrack. <laughs> Um, um, no, I had the Mid-X2 on VHS, that's what I'm trying there to say. There you go. And um, I used to watch it every night, and I had like... DVD but square. I had a, like a toy truck, you'll remember this, but I had the like, do you remember the, the toy truck that you could like fold out, and it was like a city? It was a Micro Machines... A Micro Machine... I believe. Micro Machines 18-wheeler. I used to like recreate <laughs> the scene from The Matrix with wrestlers, so I'd put the wrestlers on top of the truck and would do the like samurai sword bit that Neo does, or no, the uh, Morpheus does with the agents. There you go. Oh, I know because I always used to have to retrieve the wrestlers whenever I wanted to, to use them, um, <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> We're all friends here. <laughs> Mom, sting smells. That's awful. Let's move on. <laughs> so, Richard, we're going to play a game of a uh, movie themed true or false. I love this. Um, and we'll just see how many you get. Are you ready? Go on then. Um, by the way, disclosure: I'm awful at these. So <laughs> that's what makes it. Let's fun. go. So let's go. Question one: If you don't get this, then the game's over. Um. Actors were handed out fake scripts while filming Avengers Infinity War. True? Oh, not? that's true. That's true. It is true. Do you know why? It's because there was quite a few of them that were incapable of, like, maintaining secrecy. Correct. It was the Russos did it to avoid spoilers. Yeah, because uh, Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland... Just kept spoiling stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. So you nailed it one out of one. Uh, question two. While Can we stop here? No. Oh, because you feel you're going to fail from here on? No. This is where it gets uh, fun. Right, um, while shooting Fight Club, Brad Pitt chipped a tooth and decided to keep the look for the movie. True or false? Oh. Um... I'm gonna say now there there is one fact that I know about Fight Club. Well, if it's not this one, then you just have to guess. 
but I'm trying to. Th- well, I'm trying to now in my head work out whether the two are linked. I'm going to say it's false. And you no, it's true. No, oh, no. Yeah, take, your take the first answer. answer. Take, take the first answer. answer. He visited. He did. No, he got it fixed before filming, and then he got the look afterwards. Um, the, uh, so the fact that I was thinking that it was from so um, who's the who's the director of Fight Club? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, but apparently he told um, Ed Norton. You're in it. David Fincher. Sure so David Fincher. Did, uh, apparently David Fincher told Ed Norton to actually punch Brad Pitt. You know the bit whenever they're outside the, the shop? Yeah. So he actually like hits him. So the like Brad Pitt uh, recoiling was like all real. We love these. We love these movie facts. Love it. Uh, question three. Uh, I feel like you know this one, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio made or sketched the original nude of Kate Winslet in Titanic, true or false? So um, DiCaprio was the one who actually drew the sketch of Kate Winslet in Titanic. True or false? True. It is not. It was James oh, Cameron sake. who did it. James Cameron James, was the one who did it. Flipping James Cameron here, Kate. You would mind coming into the office a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, James, that's fine. Everything good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or my uh, yes, everything's fine, Kate. Well, James, what can I do for you? Um. You wouldn't take off your closer. You wouldn't get your kit uh, off, would you? What's that sketch pad that you've, you've got there, James? Never you mind. Never really. you mind. <laughs> Back in the 90s, that was acceptable. <laughs> uh, tell what, Harvey Weinstein. Wee. Capital jokes. Question four. La La Land was Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's second movie together. True or false? Frick's sake. <clears throat> right. Correct. Was yes, yes, it was. It was not. It was well, the well, third movie together. Now, now I, I'm just going to... They did, <sighs> I will tell you, they did Crazy they Stupid did, Love. In and they did Gangster Squad. And then Gangster Squad in 2013. <sighs> Question five. In Avatar, humans wanted to colonize Pandora to obtain a mineral. True or false? This is, is this a true or false or just a... This is true or false. In Avatar, humans wanted to colonize Pandora to obtain a mineral. True or false? That's true, isn't it? Because they wanted that big tree of life looking jobby, didn't they? <laughs> big tree of life looking jobby. That's exactly what James Cameron wanted you to remember from <laughs> a groundbreaking film. Um, the, mineral, the mineral was actually called Unobtainium. Well, no, by the name itself, they should have just packed up and moved on. <laughs> um, next one father of baby wrongly accuses Johnny of seducing his daughter in Dirty Dancing so baby's father accuses, accuses Johnny of seducing his daughter in Dirty Dancing true or false false because his daughter was called Onatanium <laughs> move on um, true it's false Baby's father oh, wrongly accuses Johnny of getting uh, Penny pregnant. Never seen uh, Dirty Dancing. You never seen Dirty Dancing. You're just <laughs> walk. You're just absolutely walking a tightrope of wondering, of just people wondering <laughs> why you're doing a movie themed podcast. <laughs> I know. I ask myself this most weeks. I'm like, I'm gonna do a movie themed podcast when I, I've got that like a disgusting back catalogue. Although, shout out to Craig for uh, making me feel better about that when he told me he's only seen like three films. And and it's just Thor Ragnarok three times. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. No, honestly. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, next one. Scientists use mosquito DNA to create dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. True or false? Oh, that's true. It is true. DNA from frogs was used to fill in the gaps in the dinosaur genome. In the Harry Potter franchise, franchise. Franchise. In the Harry Potter franchise. I'm reading this question like a. What do you call the two big dungeon lads? <laughs> I'm reading this question like a '90s pop singer in the franchise. Um, the Hogwarts motto. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Is it true or false? <laughs> <laughs> 
Shout out Tom, you'll be the week after the other seven. Well done, Tom. Um, in the Harry Potter franchise, the Hogwarts motto, Draco Dormian's Nunquam Tulandus, I don't know how that, I don't know Latin, uh, translates to never disturb a sleepy dragon. True or false? Can you uh, repeat the question, please? No, because I have to read that. <laughs> <laughs> do it again, but do it really, really, really fast. I have to insult the whole language again. <laughs> oh, it's a dead language. You're insulting nobody. In the Harry Potter franchise, the Hogwarts motto, Draco Dormian's Nuncom No, I don't... That says Titty Landis. That's definitely not a word. I reckon... It points to Titty Landis! Joel will laugh more at this part because I said the word Titty Landis than he will the rest of the podcast. I was going to say, he's just probably freaking out now because he hears the word Titty. And he's 15 and his head might explode. Uh, but yes, Draco Dormian's Nunquam Titalandus translates to never disturb a sleepy dragon. True or false? Uh, let's see. Without Google at all. Let's, uh, <laughs> hold on, just, uh, hey, sorry. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say true. It's false. It's never tickle a sleeping dragon. I'm only going to ask you two more. Johnny Depp tattooed Jack <laughs> under the image of <laughs> Johnny Depp tattooed Jack under the image of a flying sparrow after his character in Pirates of the Caribbean. True or false? As in, he tattooed a sparrow, like like so tattooed got, a bird. He got the word Jack tattooed under the image of a flying sparrow after his like for the reason of playing Jack Sparrow. So Johnny Depp already had a sparrow tattoo. No. <laughs> this question is very badly written. So Johnny Depp got Johnny Depp got a tattoo of a sparrow and the, and the name Jack underneath it. But did he get that because of his character in Pirates of the Caribbean? True or false? I mean, if he didn't, did he just, did he see a sparrow in a tree and go, oh, I'm going to call you Jack? Um, he attempted Jack Sparrow there. Terribly as well. <laughs> Terribly as well. Like an old Johnny here, uh, gangster and Jack Sparrow. Here, she. Just trying to hear, to hear my impression of uh, Johnny Depp. No, absolutely not. <laughs> not guilty. <laughs> You're a bad person. Well, four episodes was a really nice run. <laughs> Johnny will love you. Come on after uh, come on the show. <laughs> He's only ten. Joe Pantoliano and take him a TD. Um, we'll fight your corner. Um, true or false, Richard? <laughs> I'm going to say false because it makes no because it makes zero sense. So there's part of me that oh, there's part of me internally that's going. It makes no sense to have a Jack Sparrow tattoo before you become the character. But then that's the kind of crap that in a trivia quiz would be really entertaining. Um, I'm going to say false because physically it makes no sense to me. It's false. Oh, I thought you were going to say true. I'm going to have an aneurysm. He got an aneurysm. He got a tattoo (laughs) on his right arm for his son, Jack, who was born in 2002. And then did he get a sparrow tattooed above it? I don't know. I'm not Johnny Depp. (laughs) No. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you hear the cogs in Richard's head turning to see what horrendous <laughs> joking can make. It's because you're on Zoom, you can see steam coming out of my nose. <laughs> Richard, I'll be open a window. That's going to have a cheese for me. <laughs> uh, in The Hangover, the lead characters find a tiger, a chicken and a baby in their hotel suite after a night of partying. True. Well, yeah, that was a nice easy one to finish. I think you did. You got a bit. You got most of them to be fair. The fact that you're not keeping score invalidates this up. whole process. I gave, I gave up keeping score because I was trying to figure out how to read Latin. Uh, <laughs> you got Titty Laos, Titty Anus. So <laughs> you got, uh, <laughs> sorry, you got, you got five, you got 50%. 
Fifty percent. That's the story of my school life. <laughs> no, but you the teacher comes in. You never got as high as fifty percent in school. Did you ever get? I don't know whether or not anyone who's listening can ever relate this, but I remember whenever I think I was like uh, probably every year, but the teacher would come into like one class. And they'd be like, well, guys, your uh, scores are in the highest was uh, 83 and the lowest was 44. And you'd be like, who got 44? And you get your, your test back and you've got like 46 or something. You're like, oh, tape or so. My favourite one was always, um, so whenever we were in English class, um, and I'm going to name and shame him here, uh, as you know him as well, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> God bless Kyle. Shout out uh, Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Um Kyle's not a very good speller, so Kyle once copied my spelling test. I got 10 out of 10. Kyle got three. And he copied my spelling test. <laughs> Kyle, call in and uh, explain that to us. Uh, Kyle was also, also text kid. me, I miss you. Kyle was also that kid who, whenever the teacher used to go, as you said, whenever he used to go, so um, we'll go the results now. So uh, it's out of 10. So who got 10? And you have all the smart kids who can spell and we're literate by 15 years old. So not many of us. Um, Did you say out. literate by 15 years old? Yeah, not many of us. Um, and uh, they all put their hands up. And the teacher gets to the point where even they're ashamed, where they're starting to go, and who got four? To the point where they refuse to go lower and they go, and who got lower than that? And that was Kyle's time to shine. As soon as the teacher said the words, and who got lower than that, the man's hand went up. Not a shred of shame. Not a shred of shame. To be fair, whenever the teacher like condenses a bulk into and who got lower, it's because they're like they're somewhat protecting you, but they're also lumping you in with the stupid kids. So, so that all of the stupid kids can have a moment of solidarity where we all put our hands up. And who got lower than 40% of my time, Shane? <laughs> when there's only, when 70% of the class put their hands up. <laughs> and who got lower? I had the test. <laughs> who got zero? Um, you got a point for spelling your name? I know. <laughs> you, get a mark. <laughs> you get a mark for date. <laughs> Um, oh I've got a wee video for you, but okay. I sent it on. Hold on, I'm going to send it to you. It. I have it. I've got it here. Probably. Have you got it sitting there? I've got it. Oh, I did. I sent it to you on your thing. Well, I've so, got it. Um, I've got. I've got it here. And I'm so just, I'm almost worried to watch it. If I'm honest, well, put it on and hit pause, and I'll talk you through where it's come from. So, um. We got this. Well, I got it sent to me by our number one fan. Our number one fan. Now, don't be saying that now, because people will get jealous if we if we name a number one fan. Well, I'll name them. You know who you are. Well, no, you know who you are. See if you're a number one um, fan. Thank you. And uh, this, oh, I don't even know how to just like just play it, and then we'll respond to it in real time. But it's it's so funny. If you can get the work. I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. <laughs> has sent the internet into meltdown with her ridiculous pronunciation of the beloved kitchen gadget. Nigella Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hogg, I've got a YouTube channel now. Microwave as microwave in the latest episode of her BBC cook. <laughs> The worst part is it might be the correct way to pronounce it. We're all wrong. <laughs> Play it again. Play it again. Eat, repeat. The celebrity chef was taking viewers through one of her recipes when she said the word microwave in a way that few had ever. Why are you playing this bit? While knocking up the. <laughs> Can I just keep going? But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. <laughs> the cook has. What do you think of that? I don't know why a word is so funny. <laughs> a bit of milk and I eat in the, the microwave. Eh? <laughs> my my favourite bit in this whole video is the part where they actually show us how it's spelt. Hold on, let's go in. So it, it I spelt M E E C R O W A H V A Y. See, 
if you ever wanted to find out who's a Tory, just <laughs> point towards the, the microwave. What's that? It's a microwave. He's a Tory. It gets it gets funnier though if you like put like different things in front of it. Oh my word, that is incredible! It's like, ma, my McDonald's is cold. That's all right. Some put it in the microwave. <laughs> Can I have one of that microwave on dinners, please? <laughs> <laughs> this is a a meal for one Tesco carbonara. Just need to bump it out of the microwave for two minutes. Johnny, she needs her bottle. Would you put that in the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> People now realise how simple oh my gosh. humour is. And you know what? We're proud of it. It's fine. But like, what? Oh my word. What is incredible. that? And it's like, she said it like with such conviction. <laughs> as though we're all stupid for not saying microwave. I would love to hear Gordon Ramsay's reaction to... Uh, He'd call her a donut. He would call her a donut. Absolutely. What's that got me thinking? Uh, what else can you like... What else could be... Uh, could we have been pronouncing wrong for years? What, kitchen utensils? Anything. Is an oven actually an oven? Like, <laughs> I've put it in the oven. <laughs> would you say the oven? We're <laughs> I believe that's how you that's how you say toaster. <laughs> In Latin? <laughs> no, because I can't pronounce it. Titi anus refrigerator. That means uh, don't fart on a sleeping dragon. <laughs> like, microwave. Like, did her producers not like go cut Nigella? <laughs> we know that you voted leave. Stop rubbing it in our faces. I reckon if she actually showed us, it might be like a model of a microwave. <laughs> it's a new Bosch microwave microwave. What if, what if she's actually skint and she doesn't have a microwave, but like a cheap Polish knockoff? <laughs> she bought it from Wish. <laughs> it's, it's not a full microwave, just a microwave. $8.99 off Wish. She waited seven years for it to arrive in the post. <laughs> <laughs> it came in like most of the letters are scraped off. Whenever you get like Dre beats and they have like the B the wrong way or round and it's like Dre quits. <laughs> <laughs> you said the wrong way around and I immediately imagined it like <laughs> Dr. Dre Peets. <laughs> That's the guy who makes it. Dr. Dre Peets. Dre Peets. Only sits one type of feller. Oh, I saw it. So I, I watched that and I thought I need to like, I need to send out the ribbon. That is so funny. Oh my word. Micro Wave. Have you ever been so disgusted in like what you've heard before? Uh, honestly, I uh, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite part of it is it shows the world we live in at the minute that simply pronouncing microwave, Micro Wave sent the world into meltdown. <laughs> Isn't that the nature of like the interconnectivity like that like somebody can like scuff up and then millions of people have seen it and gone ah look at that you think <laughs> isn't it funny or funnier is ah look at that you think it's just one of the funniest ways to say <laughs> it's that. so funny i say it to the dog like daily oh uh, there you go that's my contribution um it is question time. It's question time. And so, let me ask, uh, this one's from Nigella. It's... <laughs> Why are you guys making fun of me? When can I be on the show? Nigella, learn how to say microwave, love, and we'll get you on. Can I come on with Taika? No. Never. <laughs> Hello, mate. We, uh, welcome to the kitchen, Nigella. This is uh, the refrigerator. This is, this is the microwave. <laughs> Piss off, ghost. <laughs> I to start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> That's my favourite line gonna, in cinema. Huh? I'm cold. This is me. We're going to steal this here spaceship. Want to come? It's the bit wherever he goes. He says, there's no need to be alarmed unless you are made of scissors. That's just a little rock, paper, humor. <laughs> just a little rock, paper, scissors, humour for you. The worst part is that Korg is the one who makes that movie. 
Um, oh, players. Um, what uh, day? Listen this week. There you go, Craig. You may not have done a major. That's for you, mate. That's for you for being so loyal, Craig. You get a wee Ragnarok shout out. Absolutely. So, um, so do you want to start? Do you want to start on the stupid ones? <laughs> I mean, they're the best ones. I've got, um, I've got two. Right, hold on. Joel McDaniels, I created oh, a, here we a go. game. Here he is again. Here he is again. Joel, you <laughs> has to get himself. You're not getting another shout out. You've heard yours. Um, Trying to steal Tom Selleck's food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Um, what is Joel McDaniels' wisdom this week? I created a game called Is This a Dumb Name for a SoundCloud Rapper or a Cat Up for Adoption? Would you like to play? Yes. Uh, holster it. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll play it on the Christmas special. Um, responded to, to <laughs> into the yeah. We'll uh, sit down. We'll make some snacks in the microwave. Microwaveable popcorn. Oh, um, more pearls. He has. Would you rather have toes for nipples or nipples for toes? And then in brackets, it's twelve thirty a.m. when I write this. That was last <laughs> night. Really I, I drove you to school today for an exam. That's I mean, really a bit for him. Oh, that's true. So would you ra- so hold on a minute. Would would you rather have toes for nipples or nipples for toes? Is that what that was? I mean you, you wouldn't really get very far with nipples for toes. Yeah, but imagine trying to just go out in public with toes for nipples. <laughs> imagine putting a pair of socks on and you are just sort of like huh? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you put them in the mic in the micro lava first to get them nice and warm. <laughs> Watch your nipples. <laughs> your shocking mama. I just called it. Let me just put, put my nipples in the nipple on there. So, Joel, this is changed from Are the Nipples Detachable? Because that's a game changer. <laughs> is the name of this episode Nipples in the Microwave? Oh my gosh, this oh is kind of. I'll be honest, the comical value of just walking around with absolute torpedoes because you've got toes for nipples would be one of the funniest things ever. But I don't know, actually. I actually don't know the answer to that. That's, um, that is funny. That is funny. Imagine stubbing, um, your, imagine stubbing your toe. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, <coughs> Oh, I think me off. I think I'd probably have toes for nipples. I think that's fair. I would rather Although have toes for nipples it's you'd never wear one layer of clothing again. <laughs> <laughs> His question was toes for nipples. So does anyone have to have like all five toes on both sides of my? Do they have others? Like, <laughs> I'd never pay for milk again. <laughs> you can't milk your toes, you hear? Excuse me, sir. I'll be the judge of what I can milk in this scientific exercise. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with nipples for toes, just because it would be funny. Would say that's a freak. Uh, another question from Vicky. Shout out, Vicky. Shout out, Vicky. So you're getting greedy now too, Vicky. <laughs> Slow down it there, Vicky. Slow down takes. Put on the Vicky. Yeah, everybody else to go. Uh, if tomatoes are a fruit, is ketchup considered a smoothie? Oh, come on now. Come on now. now this, when when this did is, we become a joke to you people? This is getting out of hand now. This, this is getting out of nipple here now. <laughs> are your toes? This is getting out of toes here. My dinner's going to call in. I have to use a microwave here. Um, I... Uh, uh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not having this. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my nipples down. I'm not, I'm not having this. This is not having at all. Is this you messaging me? Yeah. I did not see it. Is Lap- my microphone really <laughs> sensitive? Um, the microphone no. sat like at the other side of the bed. I'm not. Um, it's fine now, mate. It's all good. Um, I Do you forgive not, me? Just I'm love not me. having that, Vicky. I'm not having it at all. Um. Well, I mean, I guess it 
don't enable her. It would be though. No. But it would be though. No. No. But it would be. Don't enable her though. This. No. I'm not having this at all. I'm gonna put this. This is going on Instagram. I'm not having this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask this question. I get your logic. I understand your logic, but I don't agree with it. I don't condone it. I don't condone it at all. Uh, do you think the ketchup is a um, Well, sir? Do you agree that it is then? Do you think ketchup... I, I mean, well, yeah, break it down to its bare bones. You know, if you blend down strawberries and put enough crap in it, it's still a strawberry smoothie, but if you blend down tomato, I'm, I'm going to say yes, do you know? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, but tomato tomato ketchup is not the only liquefied form of tomatoes. Is tomato puree or chopped tomato or you know chopped tin tomatoes or you know is tomato puree also a smoothie? Obviously not. It's obviously tomato juice with pulp. It's totally, it's totally obvious. Tin tomatoes are tomato juice with pulp. (laughs) Moving on. I have, I have one. And tomato puree is tomato jam. And I, I can do this all day. And I have lost the will. Um, <laughs> I have one from uh, from Dave. Shout out, Dave. Uh, and Dave, Dave asks, if garlic bread is cooked in the oven until warm and golden, why is it not called garlic toast? And I'll be honest, he's kind of got a point. He's, he's kind of got a point. Um, <laughs> I love questions like these because your brain like needs like a second to buffer, I, and it's like uh, my brain doesn't need it. My brain needs a second to buffer in most times <laughs> of the day, not just when someone asks the question. Um, I mean, I looked at this question a few hours ago, and I still don't have an answer. I mean, technically, I, I don't mind, Dave. I don't know. I don't know why it's it's not called garlic toast. I feel as though garlic toast. I feel like the quickest way would be to write to the guy that invented garlic bread. I mean, in the stadium, yo, bro, what's uh, what's, what's, what's up? The, what's the crack here? Like, what's uh, what's going on? Is this do yeah? I mean, I'll be honest, Dave. I'm in your I'm in your uh, side of the crack. <laughs> I think it should be so, called garlic toast. It should be called garlic toast. Tomato ketchup is a smoothie. What else, Jeff? I do have movie questions now, to be fair. Um, Get stuck in the more, movie questions. Do you have any more silly questions? No. Um, I don't th- it's been relatively quiet, my. I mean, I did just put it up last night, but... Um, well, we'll rip into some movie questions. So uh, I have a, I have quite a, I say a simple one. I have some one from, uh, from Robin. Shout out, Robin. Shout out, Robin. Um, what's your favourite thriller? Probably the Michael Jackson, but <laughs> I'm partial to a parody. I, I prefer the, the Broadway or the Broadway show. I like that thriller now. Uh, but yeah, what's your favourite thriller? Favourite thriller? Um, oh, my goodness. I need to think about it. Um, I've actually searched thriller movies on Google, and there is such a wide... Like, I guess, Mine's, playground. I mean, mine is probably seven. So, I'm gonna say, I'm just or, reading movies. or No Country for Old Men is also a thriller. I well, I searched some thriller movies, and you've got Extraction, Playground, Glass, The Hunt, The Invisible Man, Parasite. Oh, 21 Bridges is a thriller. Oh, Parasite, also a thriller. That's a good, oh yeah, this is a um, question. Hold on, just... Uh, there was seven and I am realising that that was, that was quite... But that's your answer locked in, sir. All that's right, it. okay, fair enough. Locked in, there we go. Um, I mean, I'll take that because seven's an abs- absolutely fantastic film. Oh, there's some real bangers on here as well. So... Bird Box is on here. I watched Bird Box after reading the book, and I have to say the movie is such crap. In comparison to the book, the book is much better. That's a bit. I mean, I've never seen it. I'm gonna say The Departed. The Departed. See, I, I don't know whether I class that as a thriller. I mean, if 
if it is a thriller, then it, it's 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 probably mine. To be fair, I would put it more as crime though, rather than thriller. I know <laughs> what kind of genre is crime? I'm uh, yeah, here to pick kind of genre a movie. Crime? What genre? Crime. It's a crime movie. Yeah, it's a movie based around organized crime. So it's a crime. Well, that would be a thriller. No, not necessarily. Oh, I've eaten my farts. <laughs> We're all about the very well-crafted and intellectual responses on this podcast. Um, but the childish ones are so fun. The childish ones are very fun. Uh, I also have a second, farts, brilliant. I also well, have... Um, I've got... Uh, I got sent five questions by uh, by our, our good friend Gemma. I got the same five, and I was just reading through them there, and I'm now wondering, because it's getting late, these are probably better suited so the uh, like the three directors one I feel like so the question is, is who own subject directors it is its own subject and we can we can uh, I do want to dive in that at some point um, but I mean uh, down to the question who are your top three well do you want to answer it now or do you want to wait no give your t- give your top three so number one uh, Ridley Scott oh okay two Quentin Tarantino and three. In fact, this is. Do you remember I said earlier? Um, the twenty-one bridges leads into a controversial point that I was going to make. Yes. So my third favorite directors, the Russos. Okay. I know. Well, if you break it down, some of my favorite movies in the last couple of years: Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, The Winter Soldier, all Russos. All right. Okay. And I gotta say, as far as I'm concerned, not a lot of bad steps. Rich, okay. Okay, Rich. Rich, okay. Um, (laughs) Are you okay, Richie? Richie, are you okay? No. (laughs) Michael Jackson getting a lot of references in this one. Shout out to Michael Jackson. Mon on the podcast, Mike. Um, (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, Have you seen that video of his ghost in the Neverland Ranch? Yes. I have. Check him. we could get his ghost out here. I mean, we can try. Maybe a lot of dead air. I'll see myself out. Uh, yeah. My top three directors: Martin Scorsese, weighs in at number one. Quentin Tarantino weighs in at number two, and Christopher Nolan weighs in at number three. He just pips David Fincher to number three. Fair news. Fair news. So there you go. Um, Thoughts on the new Spider-Man crossover with all three Spider-Man actors featured? I've been following this story for a while yeah. because whenever lo- like whenever lockdown started, there was a little bit of like musings, um, and they'd asked the card that the like actors. So I think that they'd asked like Tobey Maguire under Garfield, and nobody ever really, I guess, confirmed or denied it. I just want Tobey um, Maguire back purely for Spider-Man three and that dance down the street. If I don't hear it, pizza time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. And I think it's probably as far as, like from a filmmaker's point of view, it's it, it's just it, it's a license to like print your own money. You know, if you have it is. three different universes of films coming together for the finale of kind of the Spider Man movies within the kind of MCU, like that is just ridiculous. And they're talking about your man who played uh, Doc Ock. Um, you've Alfred got Molina. But you've already got some crossover within the kind of Tom Holland verse because your your man that plays Scorpion, isn't he like ninety percent sure he's in the Andrew Garfield one? Is he? I'm like somewhat sure. We may have to dig into this. Um, <clears throat> I am. Um, I mean, I think he is. I but I'm. Know. I mean, I'm totally on board with it. I'm. To- I I rewatched um, it into the spi- I rewatched into the Spider Verse a few days ago. Um and yeah, I'm up for anything involving the multiverse of Spider-Man. Definitely. That Definitely is an amazing film. Oh, it's 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 awesome. It's the best Spider-Man film ever made, fact. Um no, at me. Uh, <laughs> I just went, uh. <laughs> Richard literally added me, except half <laughs> he add me and not me. <laughs> but i uh i think yeah so we will answer more of those questions Gemma, because there are I, a few good ones in there is it is it wrong if i was to say to you can we answer those a different day because i'm getting tired 
no, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Oh my goodness. Um, but I think. Uh, I want to go sweepies. I think, I think it's time that Richard needs to go night night. Um, okay, night night. But thank you again for listening, everyone. Thank you again for for tuning in for episode. Oh, I was trying to uh, trying to psych Richard into shouting four there. It's candy eleven. And uh, the kids thank, you next for, thank you for tuning in to episode four. <laughs> <laughs> um I have much funny ads, Rich. Um not really. It's a rap from me. And it's a rap from him. Um.